Listen, bitches, I don't want to hear it. Let me just start by complaining, okay? I'm sorry I didn't say hi, my dudes. It just... First of all, if you're watching the visuals, I don't want to hear anything about the random three sound panels behind me, okay? I'm having trouble because, as you can see, they're very white. And, like, everything in this room is super white, except for this chair is cream. And I'm like... Do I get a new chair that's pure white? No, because that's fucking expensive. Also, side note, I'm using a different mic and I'm not quite sure how it's going to sound. I don't know if I should have put the little windscreen on. I don't really know. It could be very obnoxious and picking up a lot of, you know, the bad sounds. But I digress. Um, and th- But then I'm like, or do I just get cream colored sound panels no because that's like ugly so i don't really know yet you're also farther away than usual you can see all of me because um i'm using a different mic and i didn't want to be at my desk because i am fucking sick literally oh (laughs) you can come up here come here come here hi bubbies i am sick i am surprised that i'm even sitting here doing this but my fever is literally 103 and I've taken Tylenol, so I don't, I don't know. Basically, it's Monday, as it usually is when I record. And on Wednesday night, to Thursday morning, really, at like 8 a.m., I went out, I had a, like a pageant, it's called Swimsuit USA. After the pageant, we were out late. I drank more than I have probably all year, and it was super fun. Like, I had a really, a really great night. The next day... I had another event that night I was supposed to go to, and then the next day I was supposed to go to Vegas for another thing. Um, the day after, I was, like, hungover, which is, like, to be expected. But then the next day, when I felt still really shitty, I was like, what is going on? This is not a hangover. I know I'm 28, but, like, I shouldn't still be feeling shitty. So as that day went on, I progressively was feeling, like, more and more drained and like just such fatigue and I don't really remember what else I was playing that day I know it was just like so fatigued and like not okay and then Saturday morning I woke up literally to like my throat itching which sounds weird it wasn't a sore throat honestly since ever since I got my tonsils out two years ago don't really get sore throats anymore which is crazy because I used to literally live with a swollen sore throat so itchy that like it's I don't even know what to do with myself like so itchy where I'm like screaming and then also my eyes being itchy my nose itchy just like feeling like okay is this like really bad allergies right now or like what's going on and as Saturday went on I realized okay wow it is so loud outside today hopefully this mic doesn't pick up on that but again I don't really fucking know I realized that I'm pretty sure I am getting sick because I got hit with like fatigue a migraine I was sneezing constantly sinus pain just like all of like the regular respiratory flu symptoms which I don't usually get like if I get sick it's usually like a stomach flu um and then I started getting like the stomach flu symptoms not throwing up because for whatever reason I'm a freak and I don't throw up and then yesterday was awful like yesterday Sunday I I'm so bad at being sick 
like obviously no one likes being sick i live with chronic illness like i have endometriosis i have crohn's i live with a lot of things that are really painful and make me feel really bad all of the time most of the time and i still live my life as normally as i can but when i am sick with such a high fever because even when i just have like a cold or like a minor flu like i am kind of chilling like i'm fine but this only happens in the past when i had covid i actually don't know i took a test yesterday a covid test because i heard first of all i was like why do why do i have the flu in july and then i heard from my friend that she has covid and then i opened twitter or fucking x and it said that like covid cases were surging in la and like they're detecting it in a lot of the wastewater here and I was like, mm, probably should take a test because that would make sense, obviously. It came back negative, but I actually think I'm going to test again today because that tends to happen. Like if I test too early, it comes back negative. Anyway, it would be my fourth time having COVID. The last time I had it was actually last... <coughs> the last time I had it was actually last April. My ex went to Coachella, which I was supposed to go with him. And he came back and gave me the COVID that he got at Coachella. And before that, it was the year before in July... And before that, it was honestly like a couple months before the pandemic. It was like January of 2020. I'm like a thousand percent sure that I had COVID before I think we really knew about it here. The worst though, I will say, was in 2021 when I got like the Delta variant. The time that I like lost my taste and smell for a really long time. Not just because of that, but because that like really wiped me out. Like super wiped me out. I feel like it wasn't as bad last year. And this time, I would say it's worse than last year. But again, like, I am so psychotic. I yesterday was trying to, like, get my apartment together because it's still not, like, fully done. I was, like, mounting a shelf and, like, hanging art and doing all these things that I've been wanting to do. And I was like, oh, maybe me getting sick is, like, my body trying to tell me, like, just to stay inside and finish my apartment because I've been so busy, like, and I'm I'm gone a lot and I'm working a lot and I'm like maybe that maybe this is my chance to like get my apartment together and then like it can be done and it can be a little vibe but I don't think that was it I think my body is telling me don't do anything bitch don't do anything um because it feels so impossible to do anything genuinely I got ready like I put on mascara and eyeshadow straightened my hair because it was a literal afro i have very curly hair if you follow me on instagram you saw i have really curly hair and like it's never like that because i usually always will first of all like blow dry it halfway when i get out of the shower and then like i'll straighten it even if i'm gonna curl it i have to straighten it first because it's just that curly like it's i look like someone's labradoodle i look like a poodle with a colonial wig on that's like the only way that i can describe it after i did that I was so exhausted. I was like, I'm actually going to have to lay down before I sit down and talk into a microphone to do a podcast. But I didn't. No, I did not. I did laundry. I tidied up my apartment some more. Did some more things that I wanted to get done over the weekend, but I couldn't because I felt like shit. But I will say a little victory was that yesterday I was in bed by, I want to say it was like 1.30 a.m., which is quite literally the earliest I've been in bed, maybe since the last time that I had COVID. <laughs> oh, I'm usually up till like four working and I didn't work. I, I posted on OnlyFans, like I'm not 
doing messages tonight. I, I, it's, I hate it. I hate it. And I know everyone hates being sick, but what I hate about it is that I can't be productive. I don't, I'm not good at laying down, especially not during the day. I'm not good at like, I had this huge to-do list and then I just feel like I got hit by a bus now and I can't do it. Like nine out of 10 times, I will force myself to do it. When I get surgery the same day, I'll be like at a photo shoot. Like it's not good. Okay. (laughs) I'm good at, you know, when other people are sick, I'm really good at being like, it's okay. Like you need to lay down. You need to rest. It's hard for me, especially when I'm single and I don't want my friends coming over or my sister. or I don't want people to possibly get sick from me you know I'm confused I'm sure a few people that were at that event because what I've gathered is that I most definitely got it there I had to have gotten it from that event um and like going out after we were at like Warwick at like 3 a.m and like but I don't know the guy that I was spending the night with not literally well kind of actually I took him to the airport at like 7 a.m but like he's not sick And I told him, I was like, you're the only face that I've made out with, to my knowledge, recently, you know, at least in the past week. You definitely gave me, you definitely got me sick. But I don't think he's sick. He's like traveling right now. I should get up and grab a COVID test and do it and then like see if I have it by the end of this. But if you can't tell, I have a little guest on my lap and she does not, she's not going to be cool with me moving. I really hope the audio is okay. I don't know yet how this mic is I don't know how touchy it is if I need to be like speaking directly into the middle or like if I pull it away a little bit like can you even still hear me I don't know yet so apologies in advance possibly if the audio is a little bit whack um my elbow hurts weirdly I didn't get like the flu or anything the entire winter season or spring I'm trying to think maybe the last time I was sick with anything was when I had covid over a year ago in April of 2022 then I was pregnant but the weird thing is I didn't get sick while I was pregnant like I didn't get the flu that was going around I didn't get the COVID strain that was going around and then even after that I didn't which was crazy because I was also traveling a lot in the beginning of the year because I was trying to distract myself from how fucked up I was mentally but the thing about being sick for me aside from everything that I just said is it's it's a really triggering time for me when I'm sick and it's a sickness like this where it's like it feels so out of my control like I said like if I'm having like a Crohn's flare-up or my endometriosis is really bad like I don't know what it is about it but like well maybe what it is is like I can handle extreme pain more than I can handle like having a super high fever and being super fatigued and like having my whole body ache but I still like can get myself to function it's not it's definitely not 100% but when I have when I'm this kind of sick um it's so triggering because it always sets me back to when I first got really really sick in the beginning of 2016 because I was so sick for a year and a half and I like this kind of sick not exactly like I didn't have COVID but like I was the kind of sick where like I was in the hospital and felt horrible all the time like I was exhausted all day no matter what everything like my whole body hurt whatever that and that lasted for a year and a half and so anytime now I get something like this like when I've had COVID in the past 
three years now i'm like automatically my brain is like oh my god this is gonna last forever like this is gonna be like this is like gonna ruin my life again like this is gonna take up i don't know like my brain just automatically thinks it's gonna be like this forever and it's not but like even now i don't know there's something where i'm like what if it's like this forever and that's been a thing since 2016 where like it it really affects my mental health in a really really bad way um and then on top of that now now that i have experienced um what what it feels like to be sick when you're pregnant uh my first pregnancy the ectopic pregnancy from september 2021 until december 2021 i didn't know i was pregnant until the very end of november but that pregnancy i for most of october and all of november i was so 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 sick and that was really scary too because it's like i didn't have covid i didn't have the flu my pregnancy tests were coming back negative i had nexplanon in my arm so but after like two months of being so 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 sick getting morning sickness i actually did throw up at that time kind of i would like dry heave in the morning um but all day be exhausted like unable to move that was scary because like i know i didn't have a virus like it was weird and then like eventually when i did go to uh an urgent care and they were like could you be pregnant i was like no like i've taken a million pregnancy tests because i've never been pregnant but if i had like but this is what i imagine it would feel like i don't know it was it was awful um and then this recent time also because i ended up you know being so far along i experienced probably a month of time where i had morning sickness and it lasted all day it wasn't as bad as the first pregnancy though i don't know if that's because it was an ectopic pregnancy the first time or what but regardless like being sick now even though i feel a lot worse right now than i did physically when i was pregnant this last time um it's that's also triggering because it's like the last time that i remember feeling sick was during that time like december of last year and so it kind of makes me sad like i don't know it's it's a it's a weird thing that i don't really know how to explain but even before experiencing morning sickness and just everything that comes with being pregnant uh getting sick like this is it has always been super triggering i don't know if the whole like not being able to rest while i'm super sick is related to that because honestly until 2016 like i didn't really get sick growing up like i didn't i would get colds but it was just like i have a stuffy nose i think i only got the flu like one time growing up in college like i got strep throat one time but like i i never got sick growing up even still like it's not very often that i catch like a virus that's going around it's only it's genuinely only been coronavirus and it hits me really hard i have a you know an already compromised situation (laughs) with my health and yeah there's yeah we're not gonna go into that I, i know like when i'm in a relationship and usually we're both sick at the same time um and it's always the other person giving me the sickness by the way uh they i'm i'm always envious of how they're able to just like be in bed all day and rest and like watch movies whatever i cannot do that like 
cannot do that. Even yesterday, feeling as bad as I did, and I feel really bad right now too, but yesterday I could not have done this. I was not doing that. I was not laying down and, you know, I was sitting up trying to like edit on my computer, um, trying to write, but like at a certain point my eyes hurt so bad and I knew like I need to lay down and like take a nap, but I was like, but it's like 4 p.m. Like, I don't, what, what is going on? And it's so, it's so frustrating because it's like, bitch, you're sick. It's, this isn't just a normal Tuesday or Sunday, but I am not, unless I have someone like forcing me to lay down and telling me that it's okay, I like can't do it. (laughs) It's kind of shitty, but that's enough talk about being sick. Also, my voice is, my voice is a lot better than it was yesterday, I will say. Um, My foot is falling asleep and I can't. I can't move her because she's so comfy. I want to pull something out of the phone booth. Something no one knows about you. You know, I don't know if there's anything significant that someone doesn't know about me. Because I'm thinking like even like a few bigger things in my life that like y'all don't know and like a lot of people in my life don't know. There's at least one or two people that know. There is something that I've been struggling with recently. Um, It's really hard to explain without explaining it, but there's something that only one person knows, and it's my ex. But it's something that I'm still dealing with right now. I haven't told anyone else. It's one of those things where I don't want to put a burden on anyone or make anyone that I care about or love worry because, like, there's really nothing that any of them can do. Um, The only reason my ex knows is because I was with him like when I found out about this recently my sister was asking me if I had heard from my ex yet (laughs) I was like no don't think that's gonna happen given that it's been eight months now was that right December January February March April May June July been eight months since we spoke and like I didn't hear from him when I lost our child didn't hear from him like I don't think I'm gonna hear from him and such a fucking weird situation but anyway she was asking me if I had heard from him or whatever, and she asked me, like, if I was still sad about that situation, I was like, the situation as a whole greatly affected me. I mean, I was abandoned by the person that I was with for uh, almost two years while I was pregnant, and then I lost our child, and all of that, didn't hear from him, like, no closure whatsoever, that the situation is something that, like, I'm clearly, number one, did a lot of work in the following months after that happened um to work through number two i'm probably gonna have to work through the next time i'm in a relationship and i'm sure things will come up where i'm probably gonna be have like a fear of abandonment losing a child is a i'm categorizing that in a completely separate just it's just so completely separate from that he's not any part of that like for all i care i made her all by myself no sperm. I made her, and so I, I, no. <laughs> Owie, you got long nails. Where was I going with that? My sister asked me how I felt about that. Oh, I remember. I had to restart the camera, and she jumped off. Come here. And so, yeah, so she was asking, like, do you, does it make you sad when you think about him anymore? Like, that kind of thing. Like, as far as the breakup, in quotes, goes, because there really wasn't a breakup. It was just, like, can you even call it ghosting when you're in like an actual relationship about to move in together? I don't know. But, and I was like, no. When I think about him, I get 
the ick doesn't even scratch the surface. It's like a level of disgust that a level of disgust that I cannot even convey, not because he's disgusting, but because like his behavior and how the just like childish in the worst way, like not in a, like a fun childlike way, but in like a idiot 13 year old, but also super evil. And it's just, it's disgust. It is like ultimate disgust when I think about that person. And then I didn't tell my sister this, but I thought about this. The only thing that's been weird for me is, and only recently actually did I think about this, is what I said about how he knows something that I haven't told anyone else in my life. And I was debating in that moment, you know, opening up to my sister, but I was like, she was doing my hair. She was giving me highlights. Um, And we were talking and I was like, first of all, this isn't really the time. Like I... If I'm going to tell someone, I'm going to like prep them for a conversation and make sure they're in like an okay headspace. And I also just don't see myself telling anyone. My ears are literally plugged. Um, I thought about it recently because I was sort of dealing with this thing. <laughs> Sorry that I like, I don't know how else to explain it, but this, this thing that uh, he was the only person that I told. And I was like, it is sort of weird that like the only other person who knew I haven't spoken to and several months honestly i mean it's not like it's weighing heavy on him he i found this thing out like before we actually officially started dating it was like august 2021 or something told him because like he i think he was just like who i was with at the time i don't know it was a thing throughout a relationship that i had to deal with and honestly never once was he not only like not supportive because it's not like i was asking for support at all but almost like now that I'm thinking about it, indirectly made me feel really bad for it and twisted it into, it's hard to say without like telling you what, what it is, but I actually talked about, I talked about in a previous episode, like for instance, if I like left my medication at home, whatever medication, like I have to take seizure medication, sometimes anxiety medication, whatever. Um, and then I would have to go home like late at night, he would end up like accusing me of essentially cheating so like kind of in that same vein of like taking something that I have to deal with and that's like a burden on me uh and then like actually making me feel bad for it and starting a fight over it and turning it into I'm leaving because I'm going to go to someone else's house kind of in that in that same vein he made me feel bad about the thing that only he and I know (laughs) And so in that sense, like, I don't, I don't care that he knows. He never cared. I think that's fair to assume. It's more so just weird for me that like, now I'm kind of the only person that knows because if he's dead to me, then technically I'm the only one that knows. And so I don't know. I just, I had a moment where I was like really thinking about that while I was getting my hair done. And I'm like, do I tell her? And I just, I think it's one of those things that I know if I told anyone that, I love. I was going to say it's not like it would be a burden on them, but actually that's not true. I don't believe that because I do think that it's something that anyone that loves me would worry and that is a burden. And so that's like kind of the whole reason why I didn't want to tell anyone. It's the reason why I don't tell my family, especially my parents, especially my mom, when like I have to get surgery, usually related to my endometriosis 
or even like right now being super sick like here's the thing like my mom is such a worrier and it will like make her sick but it's it's not helpful because it makes her so sick to the point where it's like she can't be helpful to me like not even despite the fact that she lives eight hours away there's sirens she can't even like text or call me and be helpful because she is now so anxious stressed concerned maybe even like physically ill over whatever i'm going through and so when i had my ectopic pregnancy i really 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 wanted to like with all with all the i'm getting like too deep i'm gonna actually cut myself off before i start going into that because that's a whole other thing but i wanted to call my mom the night before surgery i couldn't sleep i was so anxious i was so i was i was beside myself like i found out that i was pregnant right and then number one i felt so much relief because i was like this is why i've been feeling sick number two i've never been able to get pregnant i was 27 at the time right how was i 27 oh i had just turned 27 well i guess i would have been 26 when i got pregnant um but i had just turned 27 don't take this as any sort of advice or anything other than just an anecdotal thing that i'm gonna say but 14 15 years of unprotected sex and never getting pregnant and then you know once i got my endometriosis diagnosis and found out like what stage i was at and everything basically being told like it's gonna be pretty fucking not impossible you still have your uterus but it's likely not gonna happen the natural way um getting pregnant so i was like whoa that is wild I'm in this brand new relationship. I I don't think I had any time to process the, what is the word I'm looking for? While I was at urgent care and they came in and told me that I was pregnant, I, there maybe was like one second, literally one second in that time where I was able to feel relief and also like, whoa, like in a good way, like, oh my God, I got pregnant because it was just immediately followed up with, I could just tell by the demeanor also, but the fact that it was an ectopic pregnancy, I was like 12 weeks along and I would need to get surgery, if not that day, the next day. I didn't, I didn't really get to think about like, whoa, I got pregnant. Like how, the, how did that even happen? Also, I'm, I'm on birth control. I've been on birth control for three months. Like how am I getting pregnant right now? I just, that night, um, I so wanted to call my mom. Like she was like the only person that I wanted to talk to and I didn't. And I actually waited about two weeks after the surgery to call my dad one day and tell him what happened and tell him it was two weeks ago. It might've even been three weeks. And I, you know, told him everything. I said, I wanted to talk to you and mom about it, but I didn't want to worry anyone and wanted to make sure I was all good like I I think it was the day that I had my follow-up appointment to like check and make sure everything went well that I called him he was like first of all you could have called me at any point I understand what you were thinking and you could have called either of us at any point but I I get it like you didn't want to worry mom and so then what ended up happening we had like a very long phone call he said he was gonna tell my mom and that she would call me and he was waiting for like a certain day to tell her she had like a couple of really big things going on that weekend. And so he waited until like after church on Sunday and told her and yeah, then she ended up calling me and we talked about it. But again, like I waited until at least like the dangerous part was over, you know, 
Ectopic pregnancies can be so dangerous. I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't gone to urgent care that day. Like, I was nearly 12 weeks pregnant. Um, yeah, so just in general, not only do I not like asking for help or support, and not only is it not, like, natural for me, but it actually makes me feel pretty bad about myself and, like, guilty. I remember in 2017, it was, like, nearing the end of the time that I was in Denver in, like, the outpatient treatment center after being in the hospital for so long. We had therapists there, and it was, like, one of the last days, and my therapist... I had like a scheduled appointment with her and I and I remember she was like, you know, you're the only person in my entire career that has never like come up to my door and knocked on it like and asked for something. And not only that, like usually people are doing that a lot because you like live in this hospital. And so if it's like office or not office hours, if it's like nine to five, like all the therapists are there. If you're their patient, you can go to their door. You can talk to them whenever, like, unless they're in a session. I never did that. She was like, I just, you have a hard time asking for help. And I'm like, I don't think I have a hard time. I think I don't know how to do it. <laughs> now that I just got into all of that, what was the prompt? Oh my gosh, it was something that no one knows about you. <laughs> I don't know. There's nothing that I can think of that's not just like, I think if I'm aware of it and it has to do with me, then like at least one person knows. I don't know of anything that like... I could never let anyone know this. There's definitely no, like, big or even, like, th there's just nothing that, like, no one knows. Maybe if I think about that one, I can get back to you with it. But I can't think of something that, like, even, like, what's coming to my head is, like, I have this one random hair that grows out of, like, is that my clavicle? It's, like, the, it's, like, right here. There's this one hair. It's, like, light brown, which is weird because my like my body hair well I don't really have that much body hair but like it's just this random one hair like coming out of my clavicle bone it's super random and it's not like consistent like I swear on my life it will not be there it could even be months and then one day it will be there fully grown like a quarter of an inch I don't know and then I pluck it out and then she's gone for god knows how long but never have like <laughs> this is such a weird thing point is like people know this like I've told probably all of my boyfriends about this I've told like you know family members whatever whoever but it's so weird it's like just the weirdest spot I have a friend who has one on her face and it's just like on her cheek it's like this thick super thick hair I don't know I think everyone probably has maybe not everyone but just like in the weirdest spot like why I don't know so that's not a good example because people do know that but Maybe that would be something that some people wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> my body is really aching and having lights on in here is making my migraine quite bad. So I'm going to end this episode. It is what it is. It was what it was. I'm not going to apologize anymore if I feel like the episode was like not what I wanted it to be because like, to be honest, I wasn't even going to record because I was like, there's just no way. And people are like, why don't you just like bulk record and like have backups no i want this to always be record monday edit monday night post tuesday it is what it is you know i also posted finally my empty house tour from the house that i just moved out of if you haven't seen it it's on my youtube channel it's very emotional like i think that's why it took me a long time to get it up because it was very easy to walk through my house when it was empty and just film the rooms but i wanted to go through all of my old videos from the past two and a half years that I lived there and like as I was showing the empty rooms put in bits of 
my videos where I'm in that spot and I'm, you know, so I did that all throughout. And so first of all, it took a really long time. It, I was like really putting off editing that because I didn't want to like go through and look at old videos, you know, but it's done. It's up. I'm going to try and lay down and then I actually have to go. I'm going to mask up and go out into the world. I hope I still have masks. Something like a two. Hello. Something that I do when I'm really sick and I've done it every time I've had COVID, is go to Manhattan Beach at night, like bring a blanket and sit on the sand and look at the ocean. I do that whenever I'm really, really, really sick because I think that it's healing. And so I'm going to do that tonight. I like to go at night because there's no one there, and but it's like a super safe beach and like I know it's safe. Um, but it always helps. Like I swear to God, the beach is so healing. And obviously I'm sick, so I'm not going to get in the water, but I think the ocean is healing if you get in the ocean as well. Not when you're like sick, sick, but like emotionally healing, mentally healing, all that. That was this podcast. I will apologize if the audio was bad because I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Bye. I should probably lay down, bugs.